What's the nature of your emergency? Welcome back to the Tactical Living Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Walton, joined by Detective Walton. Clint, how are you? I'm good. In today's episode, we're going to talk about a trick to help you overcome anxiety. And I'm not talking about just the anxiety that we might experience on a regular basis. I'm also talking about the anxiety that we might face when we're doing something uncomfortable, like a job interview or, or something along those lines, public speaking, things like that. So just sit back, relax, and enjoy today's content. Now, I recently read that there is such a powerful there's such a powerful connection when it comes to us and other people, and it goes much further than what we might think. And in one of the studies that I read, they had a whole bunch of people come into a lab and they took individuals and they took their hand and they put it inside of a bowl of ice water. And they did that with one group of individuals that had to do it by themselves. And then they did it with another group of individuals who got to have a friend or a spouse or somebody to to come along to just sit with them while they dunked their hand in the water. And that sounds pretty simple, right? Like, okay, put my hand in ice water. But I don't know if you've ever (laughs) experienced what it feels like to have an entity of your body feel so fucking cold because of doing something like that. I can remember kind of screwing around when we were kids and, and doing stuff like that for fun, right? This was back before we had cell phones and things to take children's attention away from real life. <laughs> we, we did things like that when we were younger. And so in this study, they found that the individuals had much less anxiety, i.e. they were able to withstand having their hand inside of that cold water for much longer when they shared company with somebody else. Hmm. And when I'm thinking about this, I can think of a lot of reasons why that might be true, right? Number one, you feel more comfortable when you have company. Number two, perhaps you're distracted a little bit by being able to converse with somebody and get your mind off of how cold your hand is. And number three, I'm thinking about me. I have this sort of macho kind of, you know, uh, being to me from having five brothers and having this sort of tomboy personality. So I would want to prove to the person that I'm sitting with, like, watch how long I could do this. You know, so those are some of the, the reasons that I can come up with. And I thought that was so cool. But this study went on to share that they did the same kind of test, only they used an MRI on women and that they were using the MRI on the brain to see what happened when they took these females and they they hooked them up to these electrodes and they would shock the females. And I don't know what the exact level of power was with shocking these individuals, but they found that the women that had their husbands with them or the doctor with them and were, you know, being comforted and had their hand held were experiencing less brain imaging than those that were doing the same study by themselves. And I was thinking about, Clint, when you've been tasered, I was thinking about videos also that I've seen that other officers have sent to me when they get their turn to be tasered. And it's something that people, you know, it's not like you go into a room and one guy just shoots the taser at you and it's just you one-on-one with a guy, right? It's, it's all of you together. Mm-hmm. We, 
we have to talk up each other. I I have a trick. If you've never been tasered before, you have to make her so important, not only to send us the video of it, but also you have to take a deep breath in right before it happens to hold your breath. It's so important that you do that. I can't tell you why on air. Why but do you fart if you do that? No, no. It's, it's just... I can't reveal the secret on air. I'll tell you off air. <laughs> okay, now I'm super curious. <laughs> but, and, and this is something like, this study makes a lot of sense. Like, not even for the just machismo factor of it. I think back when, you know, I I had taken ice baths when I was in football or, or wrestling and stuff. You take an ice bath and just to to help ease your pains or your joints and stuff. And typically you have a trainer there with you. If if you're there by yourself, you're not going to push yourself to stay in it very long because one, it's not comfortable. It's cold. It's you start hurting in different ways in your own head and you start talking yourself out of that experience where if you have someone there, they're not only motivating you to push it further or to say, hey, you need to say that you're getting your whole mindset out of that negative self-talk to remove you from that situation. And it's something I think that we we miss out on or we don't want to bother somebody. We come up with all these excuses and reasons why we can't have somebody else come into our circle in our time of need. And I think that it's at that moment when we start to have that discussion with ourselves that we actually need to take action and you know, stop spending that time circling around it. I, I myself have found that any time that I start to feel a circle of thought, start to continue and to continue to continue, you know, what I'm talking about where it's just like constant. I, I will do whatever the thing is that is sitting on the top of my mind because if we don't, then if we push it down, it's going to subconsciously be there and start to be one of the things that weighs us down. And it's very true on so many levels, and and that's why it's. Not only important to have a support system for yourself, but to have those people in which you feel comfortable to exploring these options and to test yourself to see how far it goes. Because if you say remove yourself out of that specific instance of putting your hand in cold water or do, being hooked up to electrodes and you just put it into a situation of normal anxiety for that public speaking or that just something happens and and you have that outlet to go to to speak with to talk with that loved one that friend that you're kind of confidant and and be able to help walk you through this whether they're saying anything or just listening like it's so important to have that for yourself yeah so definitely identifying who who there are certain people who serve a certain purpose in our life and understanding who those people are and what that is for you I know that if ever I'm feeling triggered and like super mad about something, which doesn't happen often, or if I am feeling nervous or anxious about something that's going to happen, I will call my dad and my dad will, this is like a pattern, right? I know how this goes every time. He'll make it worse. (laughs) (laughs) Like he'll say something, you know, like I'm, let's say I'm about to have surgery. He'll say something like, well, the worst that could happen is that you'll die. (laughs) And after that, then we'll start to joke and talk about something non-related to where I'll be laughing so hard that naturally all of that anxiety or that angst will just drift away. So he's my go-to person in that type of feeling or emotion if I feel like I need to reach out to somebody. So identifying who that person is and what the purpose is that they serve. And then also identifying that for yourself. Like, 
what have people regularly called you with, right? I know for me, obviously, it's when when somebody is going through a hard time is usually when somebody will reach out to me. In the past 24 hours, I've had seven people reach out to me about really pretty traumatic things that are happening in their lives. So I know that I'm the go-to person for that. So you start to create a rhythm. And of course, with me, it's from training and investments in myself that I have developed that certain rhythm. And we have that rhythm naturally with certain things and certain people in our lives. So identifying what that is also for you and the purpose that you serve in the lives of other people, I think is important. Yeah, absolutely. And and that own self-recognition for not only what you need, but what you can bring forth for those other people. It's, it's really important to do that. Yeah, it is. And it's incredibly selfish when we don't, because it's a disservice for us to know that there is somebody who could help us to heal us in a particular way in that moment. And for us to have that ego that's powered so high that we can't do something as simple as send a text message or make a phone call or drive over to someone's house. And we don't want to be bothersome to people. I understand that. But what will happen is oftentimes that anxiety could manifest into something much greater to where we will be of no use to anybody eventually at all. And that's not something that we ever want for ourselves. We don't ever want to find ourselves in that place. So know that it is always okay to reach out, even if it's a perfect stranger. If you and I aren't somebody who know one another one-on-one, you can always reach out to me on Facebook at Ashley Walton and know that it's important to to be able to set that ego aside and to reach out if ever you need it. So I hope you've gotten some value out of today's episode. If you have, do us a favor, drop a review, subscribe down below. And as always, know that I'm sending you a long, tight hug from my home to yours.